0: This is the only in Miami show sponsored by Morningside Mortgage Corporation of Bay Harbor Islands. Tonight's show is hosted by Grant Stern. Find out more about our sponsor at www.MorningsideMortgage.com. That's www.MorningsideMortgage.com.
1: This is the Only in Miami show. And I'm your host, Grant Stern. You can find me on Twitter at Grant Stern and everything about the show at www.onlyinmiamiradio.com. News, politics, culture, and more. Check it out at onlyinmiamiradio.com. And we are live tonight. If you're stuck in traffic... Stay tuned. Kick those shoes off and relax because we have a fantastic guest. You're going to have to call in and have a chat with Miami Commissioner Manolo Reyes. He represents District 4, and he is with us live in studio for the entire program tonight. We are going to be doing a town hall and taking public comment on the Miami MLS referendum. The City of Miami Commission uh excluding mr reyes and mr gort the city of miami commission passed a referendum item without public comment so we are going to bring the public comment to you live on the radio tonight for the next hour uh in about 15 minutes we're going to open up the phone lines i'll throw you the phone number now 305-541-2350 just in case you need to write it down 305-541-2350 but this is the part of the program where we get a few minutes to spe- speak directly with you, the listening audience, about issues of importance that impact us citywide and sometimes beyond. Now, if you've been listening to the show, and I know you have, I do write quite a bit and I write in a few different places. And I'm going to share a story that I wrote last week with you and also tweet it live so that if you can't read it right now, you will get to read it Through the Twitter timeline, you can find it. The title of the story is Donna Shalala secretly lobbied Miami's mayor for MLS the last time they asked for land. And this is a story about the MLS and their use of unregistered lobbyists. Donna Shalala used to be the president of the University of Miami. And Miami Beckham United is the same applicant as in 2015 when she was still the president of the university. The MLS deployed her without her registering. And what's important about that is that she was paid by the University of Miami and sought out a stadium deal for the MLS and the Miami Hurricanes. She, in fact, set up a meeting at City Hall with former Mayor Regalado. And we know that because it was reported in the Miami Herald, reported in the AP, and she gave comment as well. She even tried to rush the process because she didn't start. Donna did not start until April 30th, at least publicly pushing the stadium idea. Now, if you're a reader of the Miami New Times, you might have seen an op editorial by Uncle Luke Luther Campbell, and he proposed that there should be a stadium that accommodates the University of Miami and the MLS team, which is a common, common concern. A lot of people have had the same idea Now, frankly, now that Hard Rock Stadium is renovated, there's a lot of space for UM for 17 dates with a soccer stadium for eight uh, Dolphins games a year, 10 Dolphins games a year, and you name it. But in 2015, Donna Shalala was also serving as an independent director for the U.S. Soccer Federation. Well, that's really important because her sole responsibility to U.S. Soccer as an independent director on their board was not to do business with anybody in professional soccer. Her entire role was to manage the ongoing conflict of interest between the charitable service organization, U.S. Soccer, and Major League Soccer, MLS, who owns the TV rights to U.S. Soccer. It creates an inherent conflict of interest because U.S. Soccer is the governing board of MLS, okay? They decide who gets to be a league. And MLS has hijacked U.S. Soccer and taken it away from the public service mission that it has and turned it into an agent to create a monopoly by controlling the cash flow, okay? A governing board is not supposed to be subordinate to its sports league, but that is, in fact, what has happened. MLS has flipped the arrangement. And... On top of that, Donna Shalala was also a member of the Copa America Centenario LLC host company, which was a subsidiary that MLS, uh, that U.S. Soccer, excuse me, set up to host the Copa America, which was seeking to get games in Miami. So it's very conceivable that that was part of the package. At any rate, there was absolutely no reason for Donna Shalala to go out of her way to lobby for an MLS stadium and even less so to do it without registering with the city of Miami clerk as is required by county law and city law. She also held meetings at the University of Miami with MLS president Don Garber and neither of them registered with Miami-Dade County in 2015. But incidentally. David Beckham did register as a lobbyist himself with Miami-Dade County as he was required for meeting with public officials and seeking a decision on public land. So we're going to be holding an entire program and giving you the chance to call in at 305-541-2350 and have a discussion about MLS soccer in Miami. But it's important to keep in mind that the applicant today is the same exact entity and the last time that they came to the city of Miami, they used very high-profile, unregistered lobbyists to influence city decisions, and it worked. In July of 2015, the city of MLS agreed to do a stadium here, and the city of Miami pretty much agreed to work with them towards making a Marlins Park MLS stadium, which at the time they said would not include the Miami Hurricanes— probably because Donna Shalala had left the presidency by that point, and she had started the project so late in her uh, term as president of University of Miami, which is a 15-year affair, that there was no realistic way that she would have believed that she was pitching a stadium for University of Miami. But she said it in the press. There is no denying it. She told Doug Hanks. She told Tim Reynolds of the AP. She spoke with Michelle Kaufman of the Miami Herald. Uh, It's all in the stories at thesternfacts.com. It's a series that I call Own Goal, and I just tweeted out the most recent one. It's on my Twitter account, at Grand Stern. I hope that you take a few minutes to check it out so you understand that we're dealing with a group who is willing to break the rules in order to get the public land that they are seeking to obtain for an MLS stadium in Miami. And we'll be right back. This is the Only in Miami show. Only in Miami show. And I'm your host, Grant Stern. You can find me on Twitter at Grant Stern and everything about the show at www.onlyinmiamiradio.com. News, politics, culture, and more. Check it out at onlyinmiamiradio.com. And we are back live with Manolo Reyes. He is the Miami Commissioner for District 4. Commissioner Reyes, thank you so much for joining me on the program. Thank you for having me here. It's a pleasure. And I, I, You have a good taste in music, you know. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> Paul good. They're wonderful. They're wonderful. So, uh, Commissioner Reyes, tell our audience a little bit about yourself and how you became commissioner just last year.
2: <laughs> well, my story is a long story. I came from Cuba in 1959. I... Uh, um, worked my way through school. I went to uh, Miami-Dade Community College. First I went to Miami High and then I left Miami High and I came back and I started uh, working uh, at, at, and going to uh, Miami-Dade Community College and uh, going at night, working during the day. Finally, I got gathered enough credits to transfer to the University of Florida. And uh, I went to University of Florida and, and got my bachelor's in uh, economics and uh, then I went to grad school there, uh, while working as a waiter. I got uh, my, bachelor's in, uh, and my bachelor's and my master's, my master in economics, uh, came back for, to the city of Miami and I started working at the uh, uh, budget department of the city of Miami, worked there for a few years, and uh, left. And I uh, came back again because I was asked to be the principal economic analyst of the Overtown Park Westley Development Project. While I was working at the uh, Overtown Park we- Park West Development Project, there was uh, we were trying to uh, redevelop that area, particularly sure, Park sure. West and, uh, and Overtown. But uh, there was certain measures that had to be taken taken, political decisions that had to be made. And uh, I uh, saw that there was not a political will. And being the way that I am, I decided to run for office. That was.
1: <laughs> well, we're laughing because that was the first run. And how many times did it take until the last year? Uh, I ran seven times, not continuously, but
2: uh, in, in a period from 1985 to, to last year, to 2017, I ran seven times.
1: Persistence. Yes. Definitely counts in yes. politics. And, 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 it and does.
2: It, it wasn't anything capricious. It, it was that I wanted to bring. And uh, as a matter of fact, uh, while this uh, all this stadium word uh, was going on, uh, one of the proponents, uh, the, the main person, uh, and that, that I mean, is heading this uh, this uh, deal. He uh, was talking about uh, dreams. I have this dream and all of Mm -hmm. that about the city of Miami. I said I had a dream also. And my dream, that's why I ran seven times, was to bring transparency, bring professionalism, and bring everything that will bring the city of Miami into being a well-run city. I mean, well-run government that the
1: residents will be proud of. And that, that's why it did. that is a really good dream. Right. And I think that everybody listening wishes that existed. Yes. But unfortunately, we didn't see the greatest example of that last week. What's your opinion of the way that the process was handled to place a billion dollar real estate deal on onto referendum for a no bid contract this coming November in the city of Miami?
2: There was to start with and uh, my, my main complaint was there uh, was no transparency whatsoever. You see, I learned about this deal or what the, the the workings of this deal through the Miami Herald. Oh, okay. You see, you see uh, I read that uh, uh, the, the article said that uh, the uh, I mean the, the Beckett Group they were dealing uh, they were having meetings with uh, uh, city of Miami officials about building this stadium. the, the first of all they say stadium at the Mel Reese Golf Course. I complained that when when, uh, when... when 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 is
1: the first time you heard about this whole plan? Uh, when it came out in the Miami
2: Herald the first time. I, I don't remember, about a couple of months or three months ago. Okay. Okay, when they first came in. And uh, I said, listen, as far as I remember, I'm an official of the city of Miami because I was elected by the people to represent District 4, but that means my title is City of Miami Commissioner. I sure. Mean, how come I haven't been formed? Then they started all this process, and then I found out that it's not a stadium. It's a major development. It is a mini city that is going to be built old where Mel Reese Golf Course is. And, sure. I,
1: and I was totally opposed to it. And I, I said, for, Well. For our listeners, Mel Reese Golf Course is located along the 836 Expressway. Right. It's on the north side of the expressway in between. 42nd 42nd, Avenue and and, Douglas Road. It's actually, so it's a half a mile wide and um, maybe a little bit uh, taller. But but, but continue. It's it's about 100 and some acres.
2: 175 acres. They're going to take 78 or 75 acres or something like that.
1: So if you're stuck in traffic on the 836 and judging by what I see out the window, you are. Look to your right. That's Mel Reese. That's right. OK, that's right. So uh,
2: after I learned that, I said, well, no way, you see. And, uh, and uh, uh, everything st- stood still. I didn't hear from anybody again. And then I had a meeting. Some, uh, they came to my office. You see, uh, Mr. Mask came to my, my, my office and he showed me a, a beautiful rendering. And I said, this is fantastic, but someplace else, you know, not a Marie's. Uh, To start with, uh, uh, I don't believe that that uh, city parks should be uh, developed. I mean, they they should not be built. Well, that's why they're city parks. But that's why they're they're already developed into a park or a a golf course or whatever it is. I mean, and this golf course it also fulfills a social function. You see, people tell me, well, not everybody plays golf, but also not everybody owns a boat, and we have marina. Look, not everybody spoke, plays
1: tennis. I spoke with one of the people That's involved in right. the program there, and they are terrified. They are absolutely That's terrified. Right. They're a nonprofit. They have no control over their future. They have thousands of children who are out of school. About 5,000. Yeah, and and they are just upset. The children think that this is a strike against them. That's what, yes. that's what other people have told me. I mean, not just. Uh, not, that's not what the, the program people said, but what the people at the program told me, and they're deathly afraid to Absolutely. be identified even, is that the golf course is a tool. The purpose is to develop the social skills yes. of these young people who use the course. And,
2: and, and there have been a lot, bunch of lies, and that's one thing that really bothered me a lot. Because there have been a lot of misinformation saying that this is a private club. This is not a private club. Yeah, it, it is because it's called country club. Well, this is not a private club because of the name. A country yeah. club I mean a private club is Riviera. La right. A Riviera is a
1: country club. It's, La Gorse, yeah. La
2: Gorge and, and those those are places that you cannot even walk in and buy a Coke. Anybody that ha- wants to play golf it and uh, um, uh, can come and play and, and golf, and the
1: greens fees are actually very inexpensive compared and also to most major it courses. It
2: provides it provides a discount for residents of the city of Miami, and there have been a I mean about seventy children that they have learned how to play golf at the first tee, and they have been able to go to college on sport scholarship. Do you see? It is it is fulfilling. A,
1: a social I uh, mean, function also. And that's what's my first concern. Well, you know, there's there's one part that didn't make it into the debate. And since there was no public comment, nobody heard about it. But the city recently spent over $6 million yes. dollars renovating, re- renovating the, right. the clubhouse and adapting it that's right. for the first T program as well. Right. Was there any discussion at all of the MLS people repaying all that money if they were to get no, their no, stadium deal? no,
2: no. Also, also, you see, and, and I said, okay, fine. I heard a lot about that they were losing money. And uh, you well, see, because okay. what that really, what really bothered now me. Now, wait a
1: second. I can address that because I made a very extensive public records request. That's right. And in the public records request, I received the last six years of audited financial statements on Mel Reese, which states, which states that the city is making seventy thousand dollars per year. Now there are better years and worse years. Worse year, but they're making but they, money. But they're never. I mean, they lost maybe five hundred dollars one year. And besides that, but other year they make a quarter that's million. That's right. So. And besides
2: that, there is not a, another function that they are fulfilling. Is there's a, the park that's called Fern Isle, and the park where you have the uh, the baseball fields and all that. They take care of that, and that I mean, the city of Miami doesn't spend a penny on those parks. Because of the uh, the administration of of the first of 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 Melrose, they take care of it. But I said, okay, fine, fine. Let's do one thing. Let's do one thing. If if uh, the city decide they decided about uh, I mean developing that area because it will bring funds for the city of Miami revenues for the city of Miami. I said the first thing that we have to do if you want to do that is take that to a referendum and ask the the owners of those parts which are the residents and the voters of the uh, city of Miami, a simple question. Do you want development to come, uh, I mean, to be placed on, 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 on memories? Do you want to develop a, uh, a, 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 a hotel? you want to develop malls? I mean, stores and restaurants, yes or no? And a stadium. If you say yes, now let's go through the process, which is the bidding process.
1: Right. Which is okay. actually soliciting competitive, competitive bids competitive and seeing bids. what the real value of this land and, is. And, 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 because and, the stadium is only 10 acres but the stadium, out of 175 eight. the pl- in the plan. You know, the stadium has been used as a bait to
2: get the voters to vote for that major development that is going to take place on the... And in, in, in the, in the in, in public line,
1: that said. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give out the call-in number so sure. that we can get a few callers on the line during the break. It's 305-541-2350, 305-541-2350. We want your calls. If you have comments, if you have questions, if you have concerns, comments, questions, concerns, please call 305-541-2350, 305 305- five four one two three five zero and we'll be right back this is the only in miami show Welcome back. This is the Only in Miami show, and I'm your host, Grant Stern. You can find me on Twitter at Grant Stern and everything about the show at www.onlyinmiamiradio.com. News, politics, culture, and more. Check it out at MiamiRadio.com. And we are back live with Manolo Reyes. He is the City of Miami Commissioner for District 4. Commissioner Reyes, thank you so much for joining me on the program.
2: Now, thank you. Thank you for having me here, and I'm able to communicate with all so many listeners do uh, you have and tell my story tell why i am opposed to this thing because there's no transparency and besides that i want the process to be followed there is a process in the uh, in city of miami statutes i don't want to bypass it uh, i mean eliminating one of the sections of the of the process which is 29b that that's that's gonna that is precisely the, question the competitive on the ballot. bid that process, is a, that right. is the question on the ballot if, I mean, do wait with a competitive uh, uh, section of it.
1: So we have a caller on the line. Caller, tell us your name and your city, and do you have a comment, a question, or concern?
0: You're live on the air. Hey, all right. This is Ethan from Pinecrest. How's everyone doing over there? Wonderful. How are you doing tonight? Good. Um, first off, love the show, Grant. You're doing a great job representing A lot of opinions that really don't get kind of aired in Miami, giving access to politicians and kind of letting us ask them all kinds of good questions. So first off, I want to thank you for that.
1: Well, that's what we're here for. My pleasure. What's your question?
0: All right. So here's the the question. So I think there's a lot of people in Miami that do want MLS. um, And they do support bringing this kind of new sport to the city. I think where a lot of people get hung up on this deal is a couple areas. Like 836 is a disaster most times of the day. Why would we want to add even more traffic to that area? Um, it just it doesn't seem like common sense. Um, that's number one. I'm curious what the commissioner thinks about that. Number two. You know, okay, we'll uh, talk
1: about traffic. Making yes. my notes here. Keep okay. going. Number, what, two, what, number two.
0: You know, like um, – city of Miami got a terrible rating as far as like the corruption with all the various municipalities in Miami-Dade County and whatnot. This kind of seems like the same business as usual stuff. And I I appreciate what the commissioner was saying with the transparency stuff. So um, I'd love to address how the deal came about, how the city of Miami kind of got wind of it, and and why they chose uh, that location when I mean, I know someone that became a professional golfer on the PGA Tour, a guy by the name of Eric Compton, because of Charlie DeLuca and the first tee program at the Reese Golf Course. I mean, and that's just one person. There's thousands of other people that have come through that program and benefited. Um, And I just think, you know, for for that place to be paved over and MLS to go in there would be an atrocity.
1: Well, thank talk you for talk. your questions, Ethan. Yes. We really appreciate it. So let's talk about this. Well, what let, do you think about the traffic impact? Let, and, let, and, and and let's talk about the process of it, because uh, uh, Jorge Mas, who is the applicant, says that he has a traffic study. Have you seen that, Commissioner no, Reyes? No, And And let me start from uh, his first
2: question. I do agree that, uh, and, I, and I don't have anything against uh, MLS or I don't have any, anything against OMS or anyone of the, the developers that want to develop that area. Uh, it is fine if they want to build a, a stadium, buy your land and uh, build it. You see, that, that's what you should do. And if it is going to be you want to do it on public land? Well, let the people decide, and that is my
1: position. Now, well, you they, know they, they the reason are, why they haven't been able to build the Overtown Stadium is because the county did give them a no bid deal on land, and now it's being challenged. And and
2: another thing that I want you to know, and and this is uh, this is very important. You see, the people that surround, I mean, the, the and none of the of, of the neighbors have been asked about this. There have been no community. Meetings or anything about it. You see, this came about because the commissioner, I mean, he wanted to get rid of uh, of of uh, probably Charlie DeLuca and the, the and and, uh, and uh, the the uh, the golf course, and it was awful. And that's why, uh, that's what Mass, Jorge Mass, he even stated on the podium that he was called and uh, he said, uh, the commissioner said, "Why don't you look at?" Melrose, and then the mayor got it on it, and uh, and and that's uh, and uh, the city manager, and the man, the the the, the rest
1: is history. It, it rather now,
2: sounds like the tail wagging the dog. That's right, here. absolutely, and that, that's why um this is not going to be business unusual while i'm there you see another thing that i want to tell you about it that this gentleman mentions about the traffic there's not a traffic study there is not a ben, uh, i mean cost benefit analysis there is not a feasibility studies there's have been no study whatsoever
1: there's not even a business plan you know the business you know plan what? that i got were three pages you know what i would say that they have studiously ignored providing documents, documents,
2: and and provided any information or taking any community reaction. You see, I mean, this is, I don't know, but I, I think that this has been totally, totally cooked uh, behind our back, the our commissioners, and. And there is no transparency. We don't know anything. And, and you see everything that was—I uh, mean, all. You see, commissioner. Uh, there was a commissioner there uh, that he tried to uh, get a deal. You know, they were dealing on from the dais. That's yes, not the yes, way they to were do working
1: it. on making a deal on no, the dais. On the Actually, both
2: meetings. You, yeah. you, you don't do that. You don't do that. You see, that's why you have
1: competitive bidding because you set you set the parameters so, that what you want. This is an interesting question that I have. Yes, which is that the resolution that was passed and the ballot referendum talks about a lease, but did they actually produce a lease for the city for no, us to review and no, approve? No, no, they have not produced
2: anything. As a matter of fact, this was an unsolicited, an unsolicited uh, uh, bid right now um, and proposal unsolicited proposal that did not follow the rules that are they are in the statute about unsolicited proposal that is to
1: present it to the city clerk with a twenty-five thousand check we didn't have even that and i can tell you right now having attended both meetings the city spent at least that much in police protection it was chaotic it was Uh, the first one especially so i hear that we have a caller caller your name and city do you have a question comment or concern
3: hi grant hi i'm um, commissioner reyes this is margine vargas um ca- a candidate for district six um com- county commission um i have a comment
1: okay go ahead so,
3: um first of all i'm very happy that you won commissioner reyes because as you said you know for too long it's always been you know business as usual this is with the marlin stadium yes. with a lot of bad deals that have been yes. made you know, this is how they have done it. And, and, you know, it's time and the voters are now pushing back, which I'm happy that, you know, this is happening. So I was there on both days, um, you know, on July 12th and then um, the following week. And as you said, the people of Norris Park, the people that have used the park, no one is against MLS. No. Everyone wants progress everyone wants jobs everyone wants what's best for our county because we love our county and we care about our county and we care about its people what we don't like what we do not appreciate which is as you said what is business is usually unfortunately in, in miami politics for too long is the fact that they act like the associations that i have been fighting for so long hiding information breaking the law and waiting for the public, or in my case, you know, condo owners, to sue them. They think that they can get away with breaking the law because there's no enforcement of the law unless you go to court and you sue them. So, you know, it's very sad that, you know, we have, you know, our own government breaking the law and waiting for the public, the voters, the residents to sue them. So when I was there the second time, I wasn't let in. And, um, you know, as Grant said, there was, you know, a lot of police presence. And one of the detectives, you know, I was just sitting there. He was telling the police officers, to, you know, watch her, watch her. And I, and I told him, I'm not a criminal. I said, I'm a resident here, and I'm very concerned because these are my residents. I'm in District 6. I said, and, you know, I, I, th- that's why I'm here. So I wasn't let in. And, you know, this what they did, that whole hearing without public comment, was um, completely unconstitutional. So, you know, I, I think my comment is this. You know, Miami-Dade um, is waking up. The voters are waking up. The residents were waking up. And it's no longer going to be, you know, business as usual.
1: I've, Thank you I've, for calling in, Marguin. I appreciate it. And uh, Commissioner Reyes, I, talk I, to I, us. I really, I really hope that
2: uh, you're saying the truth, that everybody's waking up. And uh, I don't know if you remember my comments when I said, You see, this is why the people don't trust politicians. They don't trust politicians because we make the rules, we make the statutes, and then we try to circumvent them or break them. You see, the city of Miami has a set of rules in order to provide or or to give a lease and and, 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 even to sell any public land. Let's follow the process. In the first place, if we are going to develop our parks or any any uh, piece of land that, that is used as a park, first of all, we have to ask the real owners, which are the voters of the Miami. Simple question. Do you want to develop this into a shopping mall or whatever it is? Yes or no? Yes. If they vote yes, then we follow the process. We go to competitive bidding and then with that what before competitive bidding we have to tell them i mean we have to set the parameters what we want for this what going to be the best benefit that the city is going to get let them bid for that land and then we will pick the one that benefits the citizens more but we cannot start giving land away without competitive bidding and going through
1: the process. The process has to be respected. Now it's funny you mention the bid process a lot because that's the one thing they want to get rid of. Absolutely. But I was watching Jorge Mas. That is the on, question.
2: That is the question on the ballot. I
1: know that is the question on the ballot. Get rid of competitive bids. That's right. Uh, uh, you know, I've told people that it's like greasing the skids for the deal. Yeah. Because it takes away all the leverage from the citizens. To say, we're just going to approve a deal with our eyes closed mm-hmm. and then hope that some future commission will you know protect our interests when the current one, uh, at least three of the current commissioners, pardon me, three current commissioners will not do it. Um, but one thing that Jorge Mas said a whole lot, okay, he said, well, there are independent appraisers that have come back with appraisals of this land. And I thought it was very interesting because it reminded me as a real estate professional of something that people told me during the real estate crash, they said appraisers don't buy property. <laughs> so you're so, totally right. So, you know, like you, you go to somebody and say, well, yeah, this guy needs to borrow monies and foreclosure. He's got a problem Well, the appraiser doesn't actually buy these things. I'm the one that has to, in this case where the seller as the city, the body public, um, so, do you feel that it's appropriate to just go with a couple of appraisals that no, the developer paid no, for? No,
2: I, I think I think we we should get a, an appraisal for the best use of the land. And as a matter of fact, I was looking at some of the appraisals, and you know about this because you are more an expert than I have. One of the comparables was the, the Opalaka Opalaca uh, flea market. I mean, there's no comparison between that land and the Opalaca flea market. I mean, there's no comparison.
1: Size wise, is about it. They're both land. They're, they're both, both
2: land, but that yeah, they, they have a different. Different uses, Uh, this is going to be another use, and they are in different locations. Uh, The price is not going to be the same. And
1: and let me say that we're still taking your calls, 305-541-2350, 305-541-2350. We've had some great calls. We'd love to take a couple more. So, you know, the bid process is what they're seeking to avoid. We all know this. Yes. But you mentioned something really important, that the entire referendum and meeting was based on a three-page plan, right? Yes, yes. And something you mentioned earlier is that you didn't get it until the Herald got it, that's right. Which was after I got it there. But what I wanted to know is, is that the same plan that they were talking about the week before?
2: No, no. Uh, uh, The
1: the
2: the first week uh, you were there, I, I I raised a bunch of questions. Sure. You yes. I mean? I mean, why are we going to receive only three, th- three million dollars uh, That's $1. a legal minimum. That That's they a were, they legal were minimum, minimum. But legal that, minimum. that was that, and uh, before that, Jorge I said on TV that, that that was a fair market value, one dollar and fifty cents, a square foot. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. And and then I ask a question: Why don't we get if it's going to take place? Why don't we get a percentage of the gross revenues? And, and then uh, uh, Commissioner Russell, he, t- he t- took that and started asking questions and then started dealing with them. And everything that was asked you know, later on, he said, I mean, I'd throw it in, I'd throw it in. You know, are you willing to do this? Yes. Are you willing to do that? Well, you know, yes. it seemed like they uh, could I have mean, had a new, uh, discussion item for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. But another thing is this is a this is major deal. You're not buying a news card that you said throw me a new radio, a new set of tires, and I'm going to – this requires an in-depth analysis. For example, I ask, well, they claim that they're going to uh, – I am an economist. I have done hundreds of, of feasibility studies and cost-benefit analysis. I said, well, whenever whenever you make a projection that said, okay, we are going to create so many jobs, there is a formula that you have to use. Based on what? How many jobs are created by retail? How many jobs are created by this? And you have to show where the data comes from. Because I could throw any number and said, I'm gonna create 10,000 jobs. You see? And
1: besides that. Well, you know, for that matter, you could, you could give a, a, a $100 million piece of land to anybody, and then they'd right. be very successful. Absolutely. Absolutely. And besides that. I mean, the, the, the Watson Island debacle oh come to mind. I mean, we're not talking it's, it's, about one. Um, where the it's, Jungle it's, Island it's, is a wreck. It's, it's, it's the They're hip- asking for a hotel, too, by the way, which they swore that they would not ask for. The, this is the history
2: of the city of Miami. The history of the city of Miami that the deals have been made without an in depth analysis, in depth analysis of what it is that what the residents of the, the benefits to the residents of Miami. You see, every single development, and you know that, has consequences. There's not a study how that is going to affect the, 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 the property value of the people that live around them. There is not a, 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 a an in-depth analysis of how that is going to affect the businesses. You see, there are a couple of shopping centers that they are going to be affected with it. Well, the jobs that you are going to create, some of those jobs, they are not jobs that are being created. They have been displaced by the loss of business of the uh, all the shopping centers, and they're going to come and work here because you're destroying jobs also. Those analyses are the ones that have to be... I mean, they have to be in place before we make a decision, and that's all I'm asking. I'm asking for transparency. Let's follow the process, and let's ask the people if they really want. They really want that area developed into a mini city, a shopping center, a hotel. That's right. It is not the stadium anymore. The stadium is the bait.
1: So we're going to take a very short break and we're going to be back with Commissioner Manola Reyes. We're going to be taking your calls. Hopefully we'll get one or two good ones in the next segment. You can call in now, though. 305-541-2350. 305-541-2350. And we'll be right back. This is the Only in Miami show. This is the Only in Miami show, and I'm your host, Grant Stern. You can find me on Twitter at Grant Stern and everything about the show at www.onlyinmiamiradio.com. News, politics, culture, and more. Check it out at onlymiamiradio.com. And we are back live in studio with Commissioner Manolo Reyes. He is the commissioner for Miami's District 4. Commissioner Reyes, thank you so much for joining me on the program. Oh,
2: tonight. it's been a pleasure, Dan, and thank you. Um, you're doing a
1: uh, great service to the city of Miami, keeping them informed. That's right. I I think that people would not realize that this was not a well-constructed deal uh, in the process setting, in the knowing what you're getting setting. And it's Um,
2: not about a stadium anymore. It's about a huge development on that
1: public land. Well, you know, there's something funny that I found out about this. And by the way, I'm going to give out the call-in number one last time, 305-541-2350. You can give a call-in now. Comments, questions, and concerns, welcome 305-541-2350. So there's something funny about this, Commissioner Reyes, that I noticed, which is that the project is called Miami Freedom Park. (laughs) But from what I saw on the dais, it's actually more like Miami Freedom from having a park and Miami freedom to pay for an entire park, but freedom to pay for it out of our own funds. Yes. Can you elaborate on what the Beckham proposal would actually put into Mel Reese? Because my definition of park is not solely a piece of dirt with grass on top.
2: Well, they they claim that uh, they are gonna have this, uh, some, uh, I think it's gonna be about 50 some acres uh, park. That I was going to be called Freedom Park. First, they were <laughs> the mayor was calling it as Central Park of Miami, and, and they said, "Well, I live in New York. You know, I mean, it's
1: Central Park." It's not exactly it's Central Park. park. I yeah. mean,
2: I know Central Park from 59th to 110th. You know, I and it's okay, but 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 okay, you can call it whatever you want, Freedom or whatever you want. You make it appealing, but this park. This park, I mean, to build this park, it's going to take, and I raised that question. You, you know, all, that, all, all that, uh, that land is contaminated. That it used to be a dump. and, uh, and uh, I mean, all the ashes from the, from the incinerators were thrown there. And it's going to cost a lot to um, uh, clean it out, you know, what it, it is remedium, re- remediation. And, uh, I, I, and I brought the, that up. There's
1: a small park in one corner where they had to oh, remediate right. it.
2: That's right. It cost $9 million.
1: Yeah. Okay, for, where, where for the how water, much?
2: Where the water park it is. How it many was, acres is that? It about, was that ten about acres? Nine, close to 10. So Yeah, so it costs about a million dollars per acre. It costs about a And I brought that up. And, and
1: uh, uh, as, as we said before, we're dealing from the days. Well, you know, you you, you brought say, that up, right? Yes. And the answer that I heard was that they don't know how much the re- remediation they is don't know. cost yet. They don't know yet. And, and they... They uh, said, "Well, then,
2: uh, then uh, the uh, the proponents, uh, I mean, uh, the mass and uh, the beckon group, the, the mass talking for the beckon group, he said, well, uh, we will take care of it.' Okay, take care. Well, well now in this last last uh, deal that, that was, I mean, that was brokered from the days, he, he claimed that uh, he is going to spend thirty-five million dollars only in remediating the whole thing." Okay. sounds like a bargain. Oh, it is a bargain. But if it is more, they claim that they're going to go to the state and they're going to go to the federal with a brown Brown, foil. But
1: but doesn't it take a long time
2: to get? Oh, yeah. Brown soil will take about four years.
1: Brownfield. Yeah. They go brownfield.
2: Brownfield is about four years. And and uh, the state they don't have money for that, and, and then they 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 I mean the money that they, they had set aside for parks was about twenty million dollars, but besides that, well, wait, wait. but they, that they, is twenty
1: million dollars. But isn't there a catch to
2: that too? No, but the the, the problem is that the uh, they they're claiming that they're not going to use a single penny, a single public penny. As far as I'm concerned, anything that comes from the feds or come from the state, they are taxes that comes from our taxes
1: then they're using public funds well okay we're gonna take a, one last call we got one more caller caller state your name oh we got two callers we're gonna take two our two last callers the, the lines are closed let's take the first one name city comment question or concern go ahead caller you're live on the air
3: hi good afternoon my name is barbara grant
1: thank you for calling in barbara what's your comment question or concern for the commissioner for commissioner reyes
3: My concern is uh, I'm a resident, I'm a citizen of the west side of the park, Maurice. And my concern is the mayor of Miami, Francis Suarez, came on a Spanish uh, TV program yesterday saying that he has no residents on the west side of the park. Yes, I do. And I want to let him know that he's run. There are 300 families, seven buildings on the west side of the park, yes. and no one has come over and asked us a single question. Yes. We had to find out over social media what is going on. Yeah.
1: That, is, that is rough. And, Barbara, thank you so much for calling in tonight. Yeah. We, have, uh, we have one more caller, sure. so let's sure. let's take the caller. Let's do that. Sure. Caller name, city, do you have a comment, question, or concern?
3: Uh, hi, yes. My name is Cesar Molero. I live in 33126 about five blocks from uh, the Mel Reese site.
1: Okay, say, sir, Um, comment, question, or concern?
3: uh, My comment is I actually approve of this site. Um, I believe that the city has a vision. I believe that this project actually complements the vision. Um, And uh, Commissioner Manolo, um, just a comment towards you, sir. Um, During the uh, July 12th commissioner's meeting, you called up uh, an attorney-slash-lobbyist, Mr. Zekela. How is this um,
1: Oh oh Mr. G- Zicello, the the head of the and, finance committee uh,
3: Nearly okay. after uh Commissioner Carroyo was able to call him out on the bias. so if these are your sources uh commissioner <laughs> how can we uh <laughs> trust Okay you for
2: Okay, okay, well, Cesar, it, 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 thank you for your call. We really listen, appreciate listen, it. Listen, listen. They're doing that same. That same. Now, now
1: hold on. He's speaking about Eric Zicella. Eric shares the finance committee shares, for the city of Miami. He shares the finance committee for the city of Miami. My and, question. And he he came up to the dais. I'll, I'll recount this real quick. That's he right. came up to the dais, and he said that the finance committee had not seen. That's what I the, was. The asking. item that was my question. And and he said that the finance committee is supposed to see all. Debt obligations before they are Absolutely. approved. So let's talk about this. Absolutely. And Commissioner
2: Carollo asked him if he was the one that was in social media opposing this. And he said yes. I mean, that is his Everybody right. Everybody is allowed to, do, is that. A, everybody's allowed to do, do that. Everybody is allowed to do that. But what was worse than that is that the Commissioner Carollo was fed information that said That it was read that the I mean the golf course was losing money all through all those years, and I brought out the certified audits by by a group by 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 a, a public accountants, certified public accountants, that claimed that it was not true, and even the city manager had to admit that they had received. Additional information, which it's very weird to me, uh, that corroborated my information, that they were not losing. uh, Those are my sources. Sir, if you like soccer and if you want, you have all the rights. I have nothing against that stadium. What I uh, I have against is going through giving away our land without the due process the process that is stated in the statute of the city of Miami well you know Let's the sta- do the process
1: it. is there to protect residents that's rights right. That's, that's right that's all it's there for
2: that's all that's all i want. and the, the the stadium has been used as a bait for people to vote in favor because what it but is But really, a really a, yeah what really is important that there is going to be a hotel about a million square feet of of office and restaurants, a shopping center. I mean, Offices, s- a offices, hotel, offices, everything. a 750-room I mean, hotel. If that's the case, let's take to the vote. I mean, that's, they said let the people decide. Yes, the first thing that we have to do is let the people decide if they want that, that development in the park. If they want that development in the park, just a simple question, yes or no. If they say yes, let's do the process. 29 A B. Which states the process: we go into competitive bidding, and in 90 days we will. I mean, there was going to be a commission that's going to pick the best bidder. You see, it could be in sections. Who's going to be at the stadium? How's going to be? be well, you mean, see that that seems to I mean, me
1: like something pretty reasonable. Uh, like, uh, hey, you know, maybe maybe there's one developers that's going to pay a lot more. I'll tell okay. you something funny that happened after the first meeting. Somebody who usually is fighting for real estate developments to get pushed through and normally wouldn't give me the time of day, actually spends most of their time uh, trolling me online, uh, dropped a dime and said, you know, Grant, this site, according to what these people have said, and this is something I didn't get to say at the second meeting because I was also shut off from public comment. He said this site would generate $116 million in annual income according to what these people pl- say they're planning. And that doesn't count one nickel from the stadium. That's right. So That's right. so it, do you feel that the city it would get a fair shake if this deal was approved? It would bring a stadium. But the rest of it, uh, do you think you that, see, that it's a fair hey, shake what they're proposing?
2: Everybody knows uh, George Perez. You see, George Perez, and he has- Jorge gone, Perez, the, Jorge the related Perez. group founder. That's right. And former he,
1: planning director of the city of Miami.
2: And he had gone against it, and I mean, he'd stated his position. He said, this is a horrible deal, and the city is being shortchanged, and the residents are being shortchanged. And uh, this is a very hard, a bad deal for the city of Miami. I, I mean, how That's often That's the only do thing you, that I'm saying.
1: Have you ever seen a major developer- speak out against a deal never, like this before? Never in
2: my life. Never in my life. Uh, I have, I've seen it. And, I, and I've been in Miami since 1959, and I've been in touch with the city of Miami since 1977. I had never seen any any developer come strong against a development in the city of Miami, I said.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely unusual to have it's very unusual. A, a, a developer really come out strongly against the proposal. Now, the one thing that Jorge Moss and his group have said over and over again, and it's big salesmanship. They said this is the anti-Marlins Park deal. Oh, come on. Um, <laughs> well, I'm just repeating what they said. Don't don't hold me responsible for saying that. My lips are almost burning by saying it. But how would you compare this to the Marlins Park deal? Well, I was also opposed to
2: the Marlins uh, Park deal in the way that it was drafted. You see, not that I was against building a stadium. I was, it was because it went against the best interests of the residents of the city of Miami. You see, the more money that we get and, and the more money that the more revenues that the city gets, the less taxes that we have to pay and the better services that we be able to offer. That is my problem. And I was against that by all the same reasons that, I'm, that, that, that I was against now. Well, and my- I would have never voted for it. And, I, and and the same way that I will never vote for this, because it does not benefit to the maximum that residents here in Miami. There is another question. How about if this thing fails?
1: What happens? What I, happens? I didn't see any plan for uh, that. Is
2: there any personal, personal <laughs> I mean, commitment that if it fails, what are we going to do with
1: Well, you know, one of my biggest questions before the meeting was who would really own it? And we've only got like one minute left. The MLS is, has joint ownership. One of the commissioners told me before the meeting that he thought that the MLS would not have final say over the site, but nobody really knows. Do you know That's who right. would fi- have final well, say over? Well, I site? know. I
2: know that. I, I know that the MLS. It. Um, I mean, they have control, some control over the stadium, but the rest of the development, it is about three or four major billionaires that they are. That they are. They are placing all the funds together to do this. And this is, a, this is a great business for them.
1: No, it is a great business for them. Commissioner Reyes, thank you so much for coming on the program tonight. Now thank you for where, inviting me. Where can our listeners get in touch with you if they want to take this conversation onto the Internet oh, after the program? Go, or uh,
2: call you. me and uh, my telephone number is 305-250-5420. 305-250-5420.
1: Five four two zero, and
2: call me anytime. Or come by my office. I have an open door policy. That is the people's office.
1: Well, Commissioner Reyes, again, thank you so much for joining me tonight on the program. That's all the time we have for tonight's Only in Miami show. But we'll be back next Monday night. This is the Only in Miami show.